Welcome back to the podcast. This is Max and David, as usual. Uh, we're speaking solemnly today because the Queen died a couple of months ago. You know what um, died with her? My hopes of watching Arsenal and PSV on Thursday. Indeed, we're going right into it because we're of little time. Arsenal and PSV postponed. Till when? Till who we don't knows? Know. It we don't might know. end up being a forfeiture. Arsenal seem confident that that will not that it will not come to that. That they will be able to find a way to fit this game in that works with them and works with PSV. Well, I'll believe it when I see it because they sure didn't let Tottenham make up their game last year. Um, no, this feels more avoidable than that game did. Yes, it does. At least the need to reschedule it feels more avoidable. Sure it does. Um, well, congratulations, PSV. But back to Bodo. Yeah, so Bodo Glimp, they come into this tie after a well-earned point against PSV and a chance to go top of the group, maybe Sassy. temporarily. But Zurich, on the other hand, they put up a decent fight against Arsenal. I don't think anybody was like disappointed Mm-mm. in how they played, but Bodo Glimp have to be pretty heavy favorites here, especially at home. Uh, kind of interesting that both teams come in pretty bad form. They've combined for two wins. Well, each have one win in their last five. Rough. So Bodo's loss to Tromso over the weekend kind of dragged them back into a dogfight for European qualification, and their title hopes seem to have slipped away. So maybe this is a chance for Zurich to grab a point against a kind of deflated team that's about to enter a pretty tough part of their schedule where they need to be rotating more. But either way, I'm still taking Bodo Glimp 3-1. Dogfights are illegal. I'll take Bodo 2-0. All right. Uh, Group B, starting at 3 p.m. Eastern, we have Ren hosting Fenerbahce. Um, We have another uh, preemptive fan uh, issue here, or fan cancellation Yeah. Yeah, so, well, travel should still be fine. All it's, I think the Fenerbahce supporters are still uh-huh. allowed to go. Right. But they never opened up sales for the general public. So mm. it should just be season ticket holders for I Ren see, I see. and the away supporters group uh-huh. for Fenerbahce, uh-huh. which is because there was fears that Fenerbahce were going to buy so many of the general public tickets <laughs> that it would lead to unrest in the stadium, uh, similar to when yeah. Barca played. Well, if they know that, they know that there are no police people in France that would care to do anything Think, about except maybe about hit somebody issues. over the head yeah so then maybe then maybe that's actually a good idea yeah um, um sporting yeah. wise though mm-hmm. both teams won match week one but pretty luckily kind of last second winners for both teams uh I do think this matchup in particular is favorable to Ren they have a really explosive team lots of fast playmakers who can cause problems and Fenerbahce are, are a bit of an older side so it might be difficult for them to keep up for 90 minutes. Um, and I do think this will be a good indication of whether Ren are going to be able to kind of coast through this group stage. If they beat the doors off of Fenerbahce, they should be able to kick their feet back and relax for part of this group. What do you think? I've got Ren 3-2. I think it'll be a little spicy, this one. All right. I think it, you has, think... I think it has good classic Europa spice fare. You think Fenerbahce is a little rest over the weekend is going to play a factor? Not necessarily. I just think Ren it will be a little sloppy. And let right. a couple goals in. Uh... I think this one Ren are going to take 2 nothing. I think they match up favorably mm-hmm. in this one and will probably be easier than it should be because of that. Love it. Uh, Kiev sort of hosting AK Larnaca. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Ki- Kiev finally picked up a win uh, against Lviv over the weekend. Um, but 
you know, they're not really up and running yet, I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, and how can you blame them? Um, I don't love this matchup for them right now. Um, I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, AEK also haven't really gotten up and running, so to speak, in the league, but they have been playing European games for longer than Kiev have been in this rendition of the tournament. And I don't know, I think going, having to travel might make it harder for them. I have this down as a 1 1 draw. Not travel a ton, though. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's not a super far travel, but I'm like, you know, they're the team that has to get AEK stealing this one 2 1. Um,. Until I can see a little more from Kiev, uh, I have a hard time backing them in a lot of these games. Yeah, um, not that either team looked good last week, but I thought Lenarka looked better right. against Ren than Kiev did against Fenerbahce, which might be an indication that they should be the better team in this game. All right, Group C also at 3 p.m. Roma desperately needing to bounce back after after HJK. Oh man, that was embarrassing. Um, yeah, I mean the. At the time of, of, of research for this, I was uh, uh, noticing that Roma was drawing Empoli and being outplayed in terms of offensive output. Of course, Roma did win, end up winning that game 2-1, um, so I can't shit on them too much for that. Um, but, you know, I think uh, Roma, after their blistering start, have come back down to earth a little bit. Um, and, you know, the good times never last with Jose, man. I'm telling you, it's over. They're cooked. This seems pretty early for the good times with Jose to completely dissipate. They're cooked. I'm telling you, they're cooked. <laughs> but he will be doing some classic Jose whining this week because Roma having to play on a Monday is pretty quick turnaround for them. I don't think it's what they would have wanted. So expect him, if they are struggling at all, to place the blame firmly on that. Uh, and their also defense. His players. Yeah. <laughs> their defense, though, they need to step up. They were. Really, really bad against Ludogorets, and I don't really know. Really against Udinese. Yeah, they didn't look great against. Let up some chances to Empoli. Yep, and I think if Kumbala comes back soon, they should be fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's the new signing from Verona. He's a good player, and I think he could be what's missing right now in this defense. But Smalling in particular has been really bad the last few games, and he needs to step it up. Uh, which is, is probably the first time I've said <laughs> that since he joined Roma, yeah. where I'm like genuinely disappointed in the way he's played because he's normally a very consistent you know you're going to get a solid six out of ten from him <laughs> yeah as opposed to a two out of ten then eight out of ten but he's finally putting in some some bad shifts i like roma 3-1 i think that i think roma will come out with some purpose and take a 2-0 lead and then there'll be that weird europa league thing where hjk like gets a goal and you're like and they really push for like 10 minutes and roma get really nervous and then they win 3-1 yeah. and they finish it off I I feel like they have to respond in this game in front of their home crowd. Mm-hmm. You know, the Olympico's a pretty good home it's home right. field advantage. It's, it's all right. You know what? Yeah, no, they have not this, one of the better one. It would be if they had a better stadium, but not their fans the are really, really, really good. One so of, I think playing in front of them, they should be fine. But one of the least famous grounds in the tournament, I think, in this in this group. Well, it's more about their fans. They have <laughs> yeah. great fans. The stadium sucks, but the fans That's that will famous or will go into it. Uh, yes. <laughs> But I have them winning 3 nothing. But the biggest story about Roma has been off the pitch. Francesco Francesco Totti is back in the news oh, for coming out and speaking about his divorce, which oh, rocked the Italian media world in July. Is and divorce it is, not allowed in Italy? Oh, it's, it's allowed, especially <laughs> if what he says about his now ex-wife is true. Oh, no. uh, he obviously, you know, I love Totti, the eighth god of Rome. 
you know, he's a decent guy. I didn't guy. Even know there were seven. Yeah, I, I don't know. He's just he's the eighth one. <laughs> don't were know where the other or eighth king. Sorry. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. Um, like, I think there are more gods than that. Yeah, there were a lot more gods. <laughs> <laughs> but he came out and gave an interview where he talked about his impending divorce from Hilary Blasi, who is super famous in Italy for being like the number one model, actress, TV presenter, woman. They were like the Italian power couple mm -hmm. for two decades. It's like if the Beckhams got divorced, mm -hmm. you know, but he came out and he was speaking about how he got super depressed after he retired because it was it felt like he was dying. Uh huh. You know, and was he dying? well, he did get COVID shortly okay. after that happened. He had COVID for did he survive. He survived, but his father did not. And oh, that sent shit. him even further to depression. And he said during that time frame that what Hillary are we, what are we started talking cheating about right on him. Dude, what this is like the biggest story in Italy. <laughs> I have uh, screw politics, screw sport. They don't care. They just oh, want to know about this. It's bigger than the, bigger than the queen, dude. This is bigger in yeah. Italy. This is much bigger. Everyone's than the going queen. to pay their respects at the at the feet of the of the nuptials. Yeah. Uh, everyone's going to the church they were married in. Yeah, this lining was, up for hours and paying their respects. I don't think a bigger story has broken in Italy, ever. They are obsessed with this right now. It's a crazy thing going on for them. All right, let's go back to soccer, yeah. where Betis host Ludogorets. Uh, Betis continuing a really impressive start to the season. Um, they beat uh, they beat uh, Villarreal on the weekend. Mm -hmm. Although all sources have having not watched the game, all sources say it was undeserved, unlucky. Okay. Still got the got the free points. Mm -hmm. um, fuck it, I have Ludo stealing an early goal. Making it a little tough on Betis for a second, but eventually losing 3-1 also. All right. I I don't know if I agree that Ludo scored the early goal, but I do think they'll, the chaos, they'll find a know? way to get one in there. Just for the chaos. I think it's going to be 4-1 going to Betis. is going to be tough for Ludo Goretz. Tough back, tough back, back fixtures, but... Yeah, yeah but they, they came out in the top so one, in the first one, so... At Group D, 3 p.m. also. Uh, we have Union St. Julaz hosting Malmo. Mm -hmm. uh, this is... Two teams whose form in the league has not been very good. Um, USG uh, lost to Gank 2-1 the weekend. No shame in that, though. Gank are in second off to a flying start. However, neither team is performing to the degree they'd want to in the league right now. Um, but you kind of suspect these are teams that will be getting up for their Europa League fixtures, you know? Um, Mamo did finally win a game this weekend uh, after a three-straight... Way to go! Big good for them. Going winless, which in Norway is not good. Mm -hmm. um, not for a team like Malmo. But I think. And by uh, Norway, you mean Sweden, right? That is what I mean. Yeah. Uh, Mold is much better right now than Malmo. Yeah. Uh, I think I'm gonna take. I think I'm gonna take the home field advantage. I'm gonna take Saint Gilles two one. That was my thinking as well going into this, and I have Gilles also going two one. Love it. Braga hosting Union. This one is interesting. Braga is killing it right now. Mm -hmm. um, but they haven't played a lot of the big boys in Portugal. Uh, they did draw Sporting 3-3 a couple weeks ago. Um, they have Porto looming. But, yeah, basically been beating up on mid-table, lower-table teams. Uh, they are pretty competent in Malmo last week. Deserved the win. Um, and meanwhile, you know, Union did their thing. They went to a tough, really tough place in Cologne. Got a comfortable 1-0 win. It wasn't comfortable, but you know what I mean. They won 1-0. They Are they win. top of the table now in the Bundesliga? Uh, I believe it's them and Freiburg. Yeah, uh, yeah so and I, I assume they want to make amends for last week. I think this game maybe suits them a little better than last week, um, where they sort of got a little taste of their own medicine from St. Jules. I think um, 
I think Braga, the way they're playing, the way they're in form, will be trying to come at them. Um, and that will suit Union tactically, and I think it'll end in a 1-1 draw. I think Braga are one of the toughest opponents Union Berlin have had to play this year, full stop. More than Weather. Bayern, for sure, yeah. Yeah, well, that's why I said yeah, one of, because yeah. specifically, specifically excluding Bayern. <laughs> um, so this will be a big challenge for them on the road, I think, and I have Braga taking this 2-1. All right, Group E, 12.45 games now. Sheriff, Man United. Um, you know, it would be fun to say that Sheriff is going to make this uncomfortable, do their thing, but I can't really see that. I don't think this is the fixture in the group that will stump United on the road. I think United wins 3-0. Yeah, I wanted to be like, oh, they're going so far away, and Real Madrid couldn't go and do it after that type of travel. Yeah, right. But they also didn't play this weekend. Also, so Madrid, it's... Was, yeah, Madrid was home when they lost it. Oh, you're right. I totally <laughs> forgot about that. I did, in my mind, it was just the travel. It was like, well, they're they the could have band. only lost to them on the road. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, their rest kind of makes that a moot point. Mm-hmm. And I think United take it 4-1. I think Sheriff have enough to enough attacking players to score a goal. But I think they more likely are going to like frustrate them defensively for a little while before they have a breakthrough, and then it'll be over immediately. Yeah. So Ciudad Ammonia, uh, what we saw from Ammonia last week was a little disturbing um, after we were so confident in them. Uh, it's a strong the word to use there. <laughs> <laughs> they, they were as bad as I could have possibly imagined last week. And uh, they also lost to Apollon over the week, over the weekend. Um, you know, this is a rough fixture to, to, to fall back into form, isn't it? Um, so I don't expect much from them here. The bad news in this fixture, though, is that Sociedad lost their starting striker, their replacement for Alexander Isak, Umar Sadiq, to a season-ending knee sprain over the weekend. He came out against in their loss to Elche, um, and he seems to be out indefinitely. It's terrible news for them. It's so unlucky, just having just signed him two weeks ago. Um, still without Yarzabal too. They're they're definitely they're definitely thin up front. Um, so you got to feel for them a little bit. But it's this isn't the week. It's going to matter. Yeah, I did not know about the Sadiq injury. I, yeah, I somehow had missed that. I missed it too until the other day. And I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, terrible, terrible news. That is so unfortunate. Uh-huh. I had this down as a 3 nothing before. Mm-hmm. And I guess I'll still stick with it. But man, that's so sad for Umar Sadiq too. Finally moving to La Liga and immediately taking yeah. an injury like that. That That's rough. This is, I got I got Sociedad winning 2-0. Uh, Group F, Michelin hosting Lazio. Michelin are just like bad right now. They're just like the worst they've been in years, um, and this this one, this one, uh, I don't think is gonna be pretty. Uh, they they can't beat anybody. They've ten points from nine games. They got dominated by Sturm Graz, like we talked about on Friday. Um, I have uh, I have Lazio four 0 I only have Lazio two one. I think Lazio are a team that has at times struggled to put opponents firmly away. I agree with you. I don't think it'll be pretty. I think Lazio should and will dominate this game. Mm-hmm. I just think the scoreline will be very tense for Lazio fans because mm-hmm. there are times that they, and I think we saw it a little bit against Feyenoord, how they let them yeah, the last play themselves back into it minutes, yeah, yeah, in the second half. And I could see a similar thing happening in this one where Lazio are up 2 nothing, kind of coasting. Mm-hmm. Michelin grab a goal and make it really tense for the last bit of the game. Uh, that being said, I still take Lazio. I think Chiro, who just passed uh, Gabriel Batistuta 
for to move up to 12th on the Serie A goal scoring career marks. Ciro, why you never score for Italy? Oh God, don't get me started. <laughs> I think uh, he'll come through. I think you know Lazio take this two one. Fine word, Sturm Graz. Um, Feyenoord has been really great this season, except for the first 50 minutes in Rome last week. Um, Sturm looks good, also, for what they are. But, I don't know, what do you think? I have I have Feyenoord for sure. Yeah, I think Feyenoord is just a better team at every position. Yeah. I think uh, they'll win 3-1. I have them 3-1 as well. There we go. Uh, I think Sturm Graz will put up some fight, but... Uh, yeah, Sturm Graz aren't terrible, it's just Feyenoord are better. Yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, Olympiakos and Freiburg. This is a fun one. Um... I think one of the one of the highlight matches of the week. Uh, Olympiakos though hasn't been in great form in Europe anyway. They barely got a home a home draw against Bolos this weekend too in the league, um, and uh, they're just not really clicking that this season. Uh, we talked about some of their newish signings, mostly people they brought in from from Nor- uh, Nottingham, but uh, um, I'll have to figure out their shit soon though because this group is unforgiving. Um, and if they don't pick up some points at home here, I think they could be in some real trouble. Uh, Freiburg, meanwhile, you know, they're not very experienced at this level, but I think they're up for the challenge. I'll, I'll back them 2-1. All right. Uh, you do have to wonder when Coberon's leash starts getting a little tightened down there in Greece, because it's a team that I think needs to put up a good showing in this group. Even if you don't get out, you have to look. You have to finish third. You can't yeah. finish behind Carabag. No. And you have to and look, you you have to look competitive. You have Frankly, to look competitive in this yeah. group at the very least. You have to make your fans think you could win the group. Yeah. I'd uh, say on a normal year, and these are the four teams, you'd probably back Olympiacos to, to win the group. Uh, yeah. But this is not a normal year, apparently. Yeah, and like you said, they brought in so many players, so it's going to take time for them to click, but they need to start doing it soon. I just think Olympiacos have, at home, I don't think they've lost a game at home so far this year. They almost did to Volos this weekend. Yeah, almost though, they but they still late. didn't. Had to equalize late. <laughs> I think they'll find a way to scrap a little one-one draw at home, but not look good doing it. Brilliant. Let's go to Caravag and Nons. No, 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 no. Um, this is uh, I think a classic Europa League trap game. I think with the with the travel, um, with the balance of Nantes' league form, which hasn't been that good so far. They lost to Lorient recently. Um, they're not a team, again, we talked about first in a, uh, European experience in over 20 years. They're not used to this sort of thing. They're not used to the travel. Um, Karabag, who the fuck has heard of Karabag? You know, Azerbaijan, who the fuck has heard of Azerbaijan? I feel like this is... A lot of people have. Yeah, but I feel like, you know... It's a country. Most, a lot of people can name every country they, in the world. That's the have, thing that people do on Sporkle all the time. Like, these are footballers. Come on. Yeah. I think uh, they... I think this could be a case where they show up at a big, bigger ground than they expect. Better fans than they expect. <laughs> with a bigger club than they might expect. Better players than they might expect. And they might get caught here. I'm going to take Karabag 3-1. Fuck it. I don't like the implication. Woo, woo, woo. Oh, yeah. Put him on upset woo. alert. I don't like the implication that footballers don't spend their free time playing geography quizzes on Sporkle. <laughs> All right. I'd like to think that is something that everybody does. But I think not our... I'm just a big Kumbari believer at this point. I've kind of bought in and I can't get off the hype train now. So I have to take them. But I agree with you. It will be a much tougher challenge I than think I think... Nons can, can and will get through this group. I'm just going to... In this case, I think. Mm-hmm. I think this is a game where they're like, oh... 
we can't take any of these any of these Thursdays off. Yeah, I get. I totally get what you're saying. I've just bit too hard into the the hype train to like to get off too. now. So I, I have to, to well I have to take them. Yeah, I'm gonna take them two one, and I think if this will be the wake up call. I think they'll get a little slap in the first half. A little slap. Yeah, a little slap, but not a knockout punch. Okay, and they'll be able to come back. Uh, Group H: Chobs and Sport, Red Star. Uh, this game, I think, if you like drama and cards and <laughs> crazy fans and friskiness in general, I think this is the game for you. Mm. Um, I think this game projects to be a little bit a little, something. Something's gonna go. Something's gonna happen here. I don't know what. I don't know if it's a red card or like a fight. Or like a pitch invasion. A flare being thrown on the field. Yeah, by, burn someone alive. Yeah. I don't know what's going to happen, but it's going to be fun. And I think it'll finish a 2-2 draw. Right. I think it'll be a 3-2 Red Star win. Love I it. think this is the game that kind of is going to propel them to getting out of this group mm-hmm. in second place. All right, move into... Yeah, this, back to France. Well, the Principality of Monaco. Back not, to the Principality of Monaco. Not France. Uh, hosting Farnish Vados. Uh, Monaco, we're... Uh, pretty good uh um against Lyon on the weekend they mostly got outplayed it seems but they did win much like associate or not so much like uh the fuck was i just talking about betty's they had a very betty's like performance this weekend um and you know finish Vados isn't like a walk in the park but you think you you think you probably handle it at home right yeah i think at home monaco should be able to take this one i have them winning 2-1 sexy uh, that concludes the Europa League. Wow, that was fun. So now we're going to do the Conference League as is customary. Group A, back to the 3 p.m. slots. RFS, one of my favorite little upset clubs from last week, uh, is now hosting Hearts. And, you know, I, I'm not going to pick RFS in this Aww. game, but I would say I am a tiniest bit concerned about hearts <laughs> in <laughs> latvia uh the way they looked last week and got absolutely battered by the here and like yeah they should probably lose to the here but not for, like that they were absolutely they were run out of their own building um and plus the injury problems we've mentioned before i'm a little worried about this fixture for them yeah i'm also a little worried i still think they'll pull this through i think they are a, i don't want to say a good team but I think they mm-hmm. are. Good team. I think they're a decent team. Good yeah. team for what they are. Good team for a Scottish yeah. non-old firm side. Uh, they need to win this. They really do. They yeah. absolutely they need to win this. Of getting anything out of this group. Yeah, and it's a must-win. you know, also they're a nominally unionist club, so for them, I think it's a big deal to avenge the Queen. <laughs> I'm gonna say that uh, Hearts just about get it done, but by the skin of their teeth, two one. I have this down as 3-2. I think it, this is a chance for I love 3-2. fans to get a lot of their money's worth yeah, because that'd be a fun one. both teams showed some decent attacking mm-hmm. ability. Uh, it's fun that people know who RFS is now that now that they've gotten that result in Florence. Or, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You know, I, they were talking about it on Men and Blazers pod. Shout out. We'll see if they can do it again. But Shakshi here uh, hosting all 20 of their fans. Uh, when Fiorentina comes to town... Um, I don't like the Fiorentina vibes at all right now. I know you don't. Uh, they're deeply concerning. Uh, I don't know if Italiano has any 
what is the what the pressure is like in that town because I know he's a good manager and has good results. It's starting there. to get a little warm. But the seat. It's been the, they've looked really bad the last couple of weeks. Even when they play well, they don't seem to get results. So I think this is a case of one one. Yeah, I agree with you. I think there is definitely the chance that this is the beginning of a snowball for Fiorentina because mm-hmm. when this all started, when they stopped scoring, really they were still playing well. They were still creating chances and they just weren't putting the ball in the back of the net. Right, we saw it against Twenta. They were the better team, but... Twenta? Yeah, in the qualifiers. I hardly know her. <laughs> Woo! We've done it. <laughs> Good night, everybody. It's morning. <laughs> Whatever. They were the better team, but they struggled to really put them away. Right, mm-hmm. And then in the league, they were the better team in most of their matchups. So they were struggling to pull out wins. They were settling for draws. And then against RFS, they were barely the better team and had to settle for a draw. And against Bologna, they finally weren't the better team and they didn't get any breaks. And it's like, at some point, do you can't you have to have a result go your way to get confidence going. And I don't know when they're going to get that result because they've been playing worse and worse and worse each week. They still can't score. None of their attacking players look at all like a Clinical. goal threat. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. mean, and their whole system's built around having wingers who can score. And when none of your wingers can score because your best goal scoring winger is what, Kwame, who scored six goals in his career? I s- like, you still have Fiorentina winning. I do still have Fiorentina winning. <laughs> but one nothing because I'm... That whole rant seems like you're building towards something else. No. Um, it's Jovic has been so bad. Cabral has been so bad. Yeah. Ikone's been bad. Kwame, who I liked at the start of the season, he's been bad. Nico Gonzalez is out. Save for Friday when they actually get the bad result. Oh, also, Dodo and Igor Dodo. might miss this game, so there is some question marks at the back line for Fiorentina, which has oh, been the one safe strong point for them so far this year. Uh, but we'll see. Fuck it. I have a 1-1. Yeah. Uh, I have a winning because I... Because you are hopeful. I a hopeful am a... Stau Bucharest hosting Anderlecht in Group B. Um... I don't really have much to say about this. Like, this doesn't. This game doesn't thrill me at all. <laughs> Which is weird. You feel like Anderlecht should be somebody that you see on the schedule. And you're like, yeah. oh, Anderlecht, they're a decent team. Like, like, it's a hit the snooze. Yeah. Uh, I think this is also going to be a really tepid one-one draw. I think Stout Bucharest could maybe make things a little interesting, but I think one-one seems right. I yeah, know. I just don't like predicting draws, so I'm going with the yeah. two-one right, Anderlecht win. Silkeborg and West Ham. Um, the, you know, normally we talk about rotation with these, but English teams can re- play whoever the fuck they want this week because they got a full rest. Yeah. It'll be um, interesting to see who they go with uh, up top. Yeah. You know, whether they uh, start Antonio from the get-go or keep putting Skamak out there in I Europe. I don't know. It depends how much Moyes is committed to his, like, rotation of... Yeah. I don't mm-hmm. know. Um, I question whether Silkeborg can do anything, like, in the final third, though. So that's why I have West Ham winning 2-0. I think Silkeborg are slightly better than Viborg. And West Ham. All right now, Viborg are way ahead of them in the table right now. I just think overall talent wise, Silkeborg yeah. are a little better. It's still early in the season. I'm not going to read too much into the tables, although I will read some into them. Yeah, it just seems but, like they can't score at this level to me. Yeah, That's what I've gauged from their previous, like they can, they can, they'll probably have half the ball in this game, and they'll probably, you know, look decent. But I just don't see them actually creating high xG chances. So. Yeah, I just think if West Ham conceded to Viborg, I was like, they'll probably concede to West to Silkborg then. So I just put it down as 2-1. Right, I didn't think. Group C, Beersheba and Villarreal. Uh, apparently is a big fan of red cards. It's a nice color. They've been getting a lot recently. Um, so that's not a great sign. Uh, but, uh, you know, they've been 
okay in the league so far. It's just started, but Europe, not so much. I don't know if they can offer much here. Uh, meanwhile, the Villarreal um, hasn't been totally focused. No, their defense is. They've had a few defensive laps in the league and in Europe, especially. You know, Hadjik split got to them a few times. Lech obviously got to them three times in the last game. So it's kind of like that non-moving object meets stoppable force conundrum. (laughs) Yeah, and they also lost, as we mentioned, to Betis over the weekend, but that was kind of fluky because they had a ton of chances. Mm -hmm. Um, Probably should have won. Um, I don't think, I don't, this group is like so easy in general for them that I don't think they should struggle here. I think 3-1. I think this should be their toughest matchup of the group. Oh. Away in Israel, more so than I, Austria. I, I definitely think so. I think Israel is a tougher place to go play. Mm-hmm. I think their fans are will have a bigger impact on the game than it's Austria nice fans will. It is a nice stadium. I think Beersheba is a similar oh, quality team. The Austria fans. I didn't mean it to be, but wow. it is a little bit of one. They're not showing up to games in wow. high numbers right now. Their attendances have been very low. Damn, a Um So I have a two-two. I think this is like the one time Villarreal drop points okay. in the group. And interesting. Beersheba have a chance woo, to face woo, woo. It's not really a win. Not really so a upset a win. Alert, yeah. All right, well, speaking of austria Vienna, they're in Poland to face Lech um, Poznan. Lech is 11th in the league right now. That don't make any sense. Um, the, that league never does. Like, yeah. obviously, we always know who's going to win. Yeah. Well, Like, like yeah. nine times out of ten. Legia, yeah. But then the rest of the league, it, you could finish you anywhere. Know, yeah. uh, Lech, you know, Lech put... A bunch of goals in in Spain last week, uh, and meanwhile Austria Vienna is just letting goals in for fun right now, uh, in the league and mostly in the league, not so much in Europe, but in the league they give conceding like crazy, um, so I I almost feel like I should go with more chaos than this, but I think a two two draw seems likely to me. I don't think Lech will lose at home. I also had this one as a two two draw, specifically because they're in Poland, but. Mm-hmm. I agree with you. Austria conceding a lot right now. They'll probably hold the ball a lot, but yeah. they probably won't do too much when they do hold the ball. Yeah. So uh, two, we'll see what happens. Two two. Right. Yeah. Uh, Group D, Partizan hosting Nice. Um, what do you think is going to happen here? Yeah, it's hard to know what to expect from Partizan after they somehow simultaneously were really, really bad last week. They pulled off. And pull- they shot the bed and pulled off a miracle in the same game. Yeah, it's a pretty impressive performance from them Yeah, to be that bad and still score three goals and get a draw. Be disappointed on the road. to draw ahead of time, but then be so thrilled with the draw after the fact. Mm-hmm. So weird. Nice also, though, not doing super well. They got a tight one nothing victory over Ajaccio, who just came up from League 2. Uh, so Fav did by himself. A little bit more time. We'll see, again, how warm his seat is. Yeah, but they've been sucking balls right now, dude. Yeah. Second bad. Bad uh, result here could really start forcing the issue on this, whether he's going to be there long-term. This is also a classic, classic game where a top-five league club, club loses. Like, <laughs> you know, this is like this is like exactly that sort of matchup. That's why I have Partisan doing their thing, winning 1-0. Frustrating Nice. We've seen him struggle in front of goal and to create, you know, good high XG chances. I think this is like a perfect opportunity to person for park the bus, maybe pick up a couple of reds and nick a goal off a off a cross. Go full Victoria Pleasant on him. Indeed, uh, uh, I have this the, with the goal. Yeah, I have this as a one-one because every time well. I pick against Nice, they mm-hmm. pull some crazy goal out of their ass at the last second nice. to 
salvage themselves and they'll probably do the same thing today. So I just said, I'll get ahead of it and go 1-1. Lovely. Uh, Cologne uh, has Slovakia in town. Um, not much to say here. Slovakia, as we mentioned last week, probably blew their best chance for th- for uh, a win last by uh, by conceding thrice in a row to a team with 10 men. Last week, I don't think this one is going to be much trouble for Cologne. I have Cologne 3, Slovakia 0. I have this 3-1. Lovely. Group E. Yeah, first game in this group. We're back to the 12.45 time slot, by the way. Uh, First game in this group is Apollon versus Dnipro. Don't really have that much to say about this because can't find anything about Dnipro other than their performance last week, Mm -hmm. which was fine. Yeah. Fine. It was Azed. So, again, hard to read into when you're playing the best team in your group. Mm -hmm. Apollon, obviously, really disappointing against uh, Vaduz, getting held to a draw. That's what you do. That's what they they do. That's what Vadu. Oh, you can't read anything. You can't read anything. That's that. what they Vadu. That's what they Vadu. Uh, so I have a pull on bouncing back, winning this two nothing at home. Yeah, I got uh, I got them two one in this game, um, just because they're in Cyprus. Otherwise, I might feel differently. Uh, Alkmar hosting Vaduz. Mm. Um, Vaduz is still managing to be just awful in the league. They have again second Swiss division, four points through eight played. It's remarkable. Like, I've never seen anything like this. Um, Has anything like this ever happened? I don't know if anything like this has ever happened, but it's fucking wild. Uh, we say this almost every week, but uh, it never ceases to amaze us, like, how incredible Vaduce has been. Um, that said, they are playing the best team they've played probably ever. Which is also <laughs> something else we say pretty much every week. Yeah. So, I don't think this is the one for them in the Netherlands. I'll take Alkmaar, respectable 3-0, but not a blowout. I do have this as a blowout, even though Vaduz have been good on the road in particular. Odset have also been just so good at home in Europe so far, and I think that'll continue. I think they'll take this one 5-0. Sweet. Uh, Group F. Group F. Shergarden hosts Molda. Uh, I think this one's kind of a toss-up. They're both playing really well. Jurgarden's just one point off Hacken for first. I threw 22 games in the league, and I have the best goal difference. Um, they're shitty in Ireland, but it's proving to be a tough place to go, right? Yeah, yeah. Shamrock have been very good at home. And Molda's dominating the league right now, so I, I think this is a fun, a fun hipster one. One of the best conference league ones. Um, and should actually see some like pretty good, some pretty good skillful play, I think. Um, that said, I think it's going to finish a boring 1-1 draw yeah, as the, a result. The Scandinavian leagues have been growing the depth of the leagues a lot recently, so I think this is a chance for them to kind of put on a bit of a showcase of the talent that is in Scandinavian leagues. And Molda, like you said, have just been in really, really good form. They also are now kind of able to focus primarily on the conference league since they're up I think it's 10 points now yeah, something like that. in the league. So I expect them to come out here with the full strength squad. A lot of effort, really raring to go. And I have them winning 2-1. Interesting. Uh, Meanwhile, in Back Ghent, in Ireland. Well, not in Ireland. They're the road team. Oh, was, they're not in Ireland. And they're going on the road. They're going on the road. Uh, <laughs> which is... Uh, a big deal, I think, because Shamrock have not put forward the same performances on the road as they have, no, they have at home. And Ghent are probably the biggest team they've played so far. Probably better than Jure Gardens. Mm-hmm. Maybe. I think they're probably similar teams. But this is the road game. So this is the biggest game so far. 
And last time out, they went super defensive at the start of the game and then switched into switched in a lot of their better attacking options for the last 30 minutes to try and really break the game open late. Mm -hmm. So it'll be interesting to see if they try to do the same thing again now that they're on the road or if they say, okay, we have to kind of take it to them a little more. Uh, But I think they'll sit back. (laughs) Yeah. Nice try. I agree. I think they'll sit back. Ghent do also have big traditional center backs for the throughout their back three. The smallest one, I think, was 6-3. So Shamrock's whole tactic of lumping it forward and hoping Gaffney can win a header and get the second ball, they might not be able to do that as well. So it's going to be a real test of whether they have the athleticism to stretch Ghent, who, you know, if they invite them forward, might have some gaps in the back that they could exploit. But I don't think Shamrock have the speed necessary to do that in their lineup. That's why I have Ghent winning 4 nothing. I have them 3-0. Okay. Group... G, Cluj and Sivaspor get us started off in this one. Cluj got a good win against Universitate yeah, over the did. weekend. Over the, yeah, they played. They seem like their form has been improving after a little bit of a sketch start to the league. Um, I'm also super low on Sivaspor, just like as a concept. <laughs> like yeah. I, I just don't think it's real. Um, I, uh, I think Sivaspor has been like pretty dire um, in both the league and in Europe. So I don't see, I don't have any proof that this is going to be any different today. I think Cluj wins 2-0. Yeah, I'm always a little hesitant to pick against the Turkish teams because they feel like they should be so much bigger and better. (laughs) They feel like they should be bigger and better, right? Like Turkey's a major country. They have teams that have competed in the Champions League before. Mm -hmm. Sivaspor are not one of those teams. No, they are not. Uh, so I do have this going down as a draw 1-1, but that's partially because I don't really know what to expect from this game. Because Cluj can be very free-flowing, and they can make games really chaotic for their opponents. Mm-hmm. But Sivaspor have been so bad <laughs> at attacking in Europe and domestically that they have to set up shop, and they have to try to play defensively. And I'm just like, they'll probably slow the game down, mm-hmm. but we'll see. This could end up like a 4-0 Cluj win. I could see a 2-0 Sivaspor win. I could see any result happening in this game. I could see Cluj 2-0 Sivaspor. Is that your prediction? All right. The other game in this group is Slavia Prague hosting Balkani. Balkani picked up the first ever point for Kosovo in a European group last week. Yay! And they followed that up with a solid win over Drita, uh, beating Drita over the weekend. Yay! Yay! Drita are one of the better teams in Kosovo as well. So you know, it's a good, good show that they're they're still about it. They're still knocking up there and trying to win that league. Uh, but Slavia Prague are a really strong team, and they picked up a draw on the road last time against Sivaspor, which you know any road draw in the Europa League is probably or in the Conference League is probably a good result. For Slavia Prague, they probably think, draw road games, win our home games. And then over the weekend, they beat SK Dinamo 6-1, which is a pretty big win. That's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, they're averaging almost four goals a game this year while maintaining one of the best defenses in the league. Mm. And since they're at home, I looked up their last few home games. The last four home games they've played, they have scored 21 goals, and they Oof. have allowed one. Oof! So, for me, Balkani having to travel to play Slavia Prague is not going to go well if yeah. teams, like, the quality of, like, Jablonek and Slovako are going over there mm-hmm. and having a rough time. Yeah. So, I have Praha going out 4 nothing on this one. Like it. I have uh, a little closer at 3-1, just out of respect from our 
all Connie friends. All right. Um, group H. Our last group. Zalgrius hosting Basil. Is that the upset alert siren I hear? No, sorry. That's just a that's just a reflex I have sometimes. This is oh. the upset alert. Because Zalgris are gonna fucking win this game, baby. All right. Zalgris never underestimate Zalgris. One of my. That's one of my. They're one of my. One of my. One of my ride or dies. All right, I disagree. I think Basel are just <laughs> too much of a better team, and they're gonna win two one. I just don't like Basel. I said that's it. fair. There, I said it. Deal wow. With it. Harsh stance right there. Uh, the last game of the afternoon, even though it's actually at 12.45, is Punic and Slava and Bratislava. Yeah, so Slovan are the unlucky team that has to... Ooh, we got another one? Another one? What is this? We're going crazy. We're going crazy. Uh, Slovan sucks, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I hate Slovan right now. They're so bad. Uh, yeah, unlucky to travel to Slovenia, but they just like haven't been good. Uh... They haven't been good. They haven't been good. That's my analysis. The one thing they've been decent at, though, is defending. They've only allowed more than one goal one time this season, and that was against Olympiacos. Well, it's funny you should say that, because I don't think they're going to give up more than one goal. Ooh, you have them winning one nothing. I have the, I have Punic one. Or That's what I meant to say. Yeah, Punic one nothing on the upset. Ooh. Uh, I think Punic will need to score early, or it's going to be a very frustrating day. Uh, that said, a draw is probably the worst result either is either of these teams could have since Sagres should lose. That's awesome. Um, and if a draw would put both these teams in a tough position. So it's exactly what I think will happen. Sweet. 1-1. One, yeah. One. yeah, I'd say this is one to avoid. Yeah. Uh, this isn't going to be a beautiful game. Um, no. Is there a particular game you're looking forward to most this week, Max? Oh, yeah. Uh, Arsenal oh. PSV. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that probably would have been the choice, yeah. too. <laughs> probably is the best game of the week. Oh, man. Yeah, there are some... These are some. Ready? I'm going to say them out loud. Oh, go for that it. I like. Um, I like Olympiacos Freiburg. I like Trabzonspor Red Star. I like um, tapering off. Partizan Nice? You think that's a good one to watch? Or That's a good one to watch. I also like, I think, Lech Austria Vien, if you like goals, will be a good one. Um, I hate goals. Then you won't like it. I think Jurgarden Molda, if you like Scandinavian hipster football, <laughs> great one to check out. I was going to say that yeah. one. <laughs> and uh, if you like upsets, uh, just watch Goal Zone because it's, there's going to be some. It's the Europa in the Conference League. Yeah, there's an upset every week. Mm-hmm. Uh, one that I'm looking forward to is Braga and Union Berlin. Should I think be this fun. is going to go a long way in determining whether Union can qualify out of this group after mm-hmm. their first round result. And even though I think maybe it might not be the most enthralling game attacking-wise, I think it'll be an interesting tactical battle. Right. And that's what I like. Uh, any other business to cover? No, I think we got all of it. Seems like we've done it. Yeah. Um, well, good job, us. So uh, we'll see you all on Friday. Thanks for listening. Um, who's getting custody of the corgis? God, uh, who does? Charles. Know. Are they? I don't think Charles wants them because he's a monster. Yeah. It's a bad business. As long as Andrew didn't uh, Well, with that. Uh, yeah, on that sour note. Uh, cheers, cheers to the gaffer. Guys.